Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb. And Doug, do you want to lead us into the theme of the episode with a noise from your new toy? Absolutely. Oop. <laughs> oh, you broke it. The long-awaited, much-anticipated Who Vomit from Doug has finally arrived. Yay, the Who is owed. Um, very quickly before that, though. Um, one, Michael Shannon fucking killed it as odd Man of Steel. Yep. That's the best thing I can say about that movie. You'll never be safe! That... Didn't you just want to give him the planet and Cal L? You're like, just stop yelling at me. Just, whatever you do, just stop well, yelling. Whatever you want. A lot of the lighting on the film totally made him look like he had, like, the chin strap facial hair, which kind of just made him look like even more of a douche. And you're like, this was awesome. But he was a they, dangerous Like douche. I said, no, this was awesome. It was good styling. But, uh, we're gonna kind of rush into who, so you don't fucking explode. Mm-hmm. However, I did catch up on S.H.I.E.L.D., so I think the last thing you had seen, you had seen the, you had seen the, was it the premiere with Luke Cage or no? No, you I haven't watched any of it. I okay. was going to say, I've only watched the first two episodes thus far. I know I have more waiting for me, but that's just what I had on my flash. Wait, you got how far? Just the first couple episodes. No, first three. First three. First, what is that? Luke Cage, 084, mm-hmm. and... Um, Gravity Well. So you got into, okay. Yes, I okay. did get to Gravity Well and they teased their first villain. Graviton. Exactly. Once again, it's like I was saying, like, they just, Whedon, the Whedon crew just was like, who's never going to make it in a movie? Graviton. Eh, let's throw him in it's there. Just, I mean, one, you can tell it's written by the Whedons. And two, I love the awkwardness of some of the characters. I love, I think it's in the Sephian episode where he finally outs the fact that they don't actually have a truth serum. And he was totally And he just gave her, her, like, the, the class the A yeah. info, yeah. He told me that he's been to Paris, but he's never seen the city. Actually, I am. I was just trying to mask it because I didn't want it to affect my masculinity. Yeah. No, I thought that was fucking hilarious. So you finally got to the, what looks like a poop with a bunch of knives in it. That was a porcupine. Looks like a poop. No. It's not a poop. It's a poop. They say poop like six times in one scene. No, it's just like her face when he says that the first time. Looks like a poop with a bunch of knives in it. (laughs) It's It's a porcupine. Which begs the question, if she's... That in, um, the Asian lead whose name is escaping me... That, Ming that was, Wei? She was a Bond girl, wasn't she? I don't know if she was a Bond girl. I know if she was on, like, I think Chicago Hope or ER was her big claim to fame. Well, if she was a Bond girl, it was... In, she, was a, she was a Bond girl in the Pierce Brosnan era. I only saw Goldeneye. Crap, I'm gonna have to look it up. The one with Denise Richards kind of lost me. Gee, I wonder why. Because her last name was Christmas, and then they said, I guess Christmas comes twice this year at the end. Or the fact that she was a rocket scientist. Or the part where they're looking at him with the, the heat the heat sensitivity thing, and they get hotter because they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. What, was that what, that was, what, Tomorrow Never Dies? I, I think was that one. Was that Die Another Day? No, Die Another Day, I think it was Halle Berry, wasn't it? I think you're right, it was her with Jinx. Yeah, that was fucking horrid, too. But you had but ice. Goldeneye was but fucking you had rad. Ice Hotel. <laughs> Goldeneye was the best out of the, all of the Pierce Brosnans. Um, anyway, 006. He had Sean Bean dying again. Requiem for a feed. Requiem, yeah, I love that fucking. It was like, God, he does die in everything. Well, he's the in. funny thing is about Sean Bean that he's just as good looking with long hair and facial hair as he is clean cut. Ooh, speaking of long hair, you know who I think I walked past on my way here? Rocco from Boondock Saints. Not really, but I was like... He looked a lot like him. I was like, fuck. 
There's the ghost of Rocco from... All I can think now is, tell me that cat's goddamn name! Tell me that cat's... Yeah. Oh, the poor cat. Fuck, I haven't seen Boondocks in a while. Oh, that poor fucking cat. Yeah, he goes the same way that what's-his-name does in Pulp Fiction. Accidentally. Is it Brad? No, he kills no. Brad. Yeah, he kills Brad. It's the guy from Mad TV's, the one that gets shot in the head. Key and Peele? No, um... <laughs> Um, Phil Lamar. From Futurama? Uh-huh. Okay. And Justice League. Which, by the way, I actually did get to quote Futurama at a friend yesterday because he was talking about a breakup of a relationship and I did the Beast with a Billion Back speech about love is suspicious, this... love is jealous and paranoid. Yeah. Uh, I quoted it uh, two days ago when uh, I made someone really awkward and I just exited with the line, I'm leaving now for no reason. Oh, no, I Which is totally, my, one of my favorite lines. No, like, patently, at least once a week when I'm leaving work, I say, I'm sick of this room and everyone in and it. it. So long, jerkwads. The, However, Doug, let the who vomit begin. Yay! I have my own whiteboard for this. And it is full, people. It's very detailed full. as well. It's very detailed. I may actually just take a nap and let you who vomit. Oh, no, no, I, I need reactionary stuff. So, I'm just going to shoot down the list. Well, Deb is in recumbent pose now, so... Uh, we're gonna shoot down the list. You're breaking out your phone. Um, I can't tell if you're bored or you're gonna look stuff up. I'm talking about. I was actually gonna look stuff up, but now I'm looking at uh, internet news. So this is gonna be a little. Uh, we're not gonna start with the doctor. Um, that that's later on. I want to start with the companions. Okay. Who's your who of the the modern era? Who, and I think I know, but. What 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 was your favorite companion? See now I'm thinking about it. Cause I have the list, so if you need to reference. Okay, hold up. Cause there's one I actually forgot about, which is a close second for my favorite. I'm imagining. These are the female companions. There were there were no. Well, I just wrote ponds because. Okay, fine. He's a pond. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. And really, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick the pawns, technically it, it probably... Amy's the doctor and Doctor Who's the companion on that. Okay, so well, Amy, of course, is always gonna be my favorite. The pawns, yeah. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like it's not so much that I have a favorite companion; it's that I slightly dislike Rose for absolutely no reason. Yeah, I for no reason. She's a fan for favorite, no and I whatsoever. And I, I liked her in. I liked her with David. T I liked her a lot more with David Tennant than I liked her with Chris Eccleston. Um, maybe it's because they eliminated that learning curve. Yeah. You know that. You know, with all of that. Um, but her chemistry with Tennant was amazing. But I had forgotten about Martha, and I really liked Martha because she was the kind of the first one. I mean, Donna. Donna was kind of the first really mouthy one. I mean, Rose was sarcastic, but. Donna was fucking mouthy. Like... You say mouthy, and it sounds very uppity. <laughs> might have deserved a slap here and there. That I'm sure happened when we weren't watching. I'm sorry. I totally who, just heard the Sean Connery deserves a smack in the mouth. Deserves a my smack head. in the mouth. Yeah. Colonel, lost... like Colonel Gentleman was here for a minute. Yeah. Hollywood actresses, I think, deserve a smack, smack in, in the, the mouth. mouth. <laughs> um, we really can't tie anything to fucking Venture, Venture Brothers. Brothers. Um... 
I'm I'm not sold on Clara right now. I I don't like the payoff of how she ended up like an echo throughout his timeline. Um, I like the idea. I just I it just I expected more. Um, it was kind of a quick wrap up for me that uh, so I'm not completely sold on Clara. Um, I mentioned to see how she does with the with the twelfth uh, Doctor. So, um, I uh, but I imagine I'm 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 probably in a huge bandwagon with yeah. I mean I loved Rory and Amy. Everybody um, loved Rory and Amy. It, 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 it's not just that there was well, two also, companions, but you had like yeah, like you had the added dynamic. Well, it's, like I said, of, it's the secondary relationship, mm-hmm. and it's the fact which that sometimes they, became the primary on like some I said, episodes. It's not something they've done before. No. No, and you kind of had that weird love triangle at first, and then you finally start realizing how much Amy loves, you know, Amy loves Rory, and Rory loves Amy, and that sounds like a sitcom, but, um... And Joni loves Chachi. And Joni loves Chachi, and Chachi loves Joni. Um, well, no, but I you had... I think we all know Scott Bayo only loves himself. That's true. Now I'm singing the theme from Charles in Charge in my head. Of our days and our lives. I got a little jock rocky on that. I got a little poison on that yeah, one. Yeah, and imagining a burglar breaking into George Harrison's place while Peter watches Charles in charge. Oh, that's right. That's how he got stabbed, wasn't it? Well, not his brother. <laughs> not not the family re- guy. I tried to convince someone that Sharknado was a documentary. Anyway, that's for the next show. Um, but yes, no, the puns. It's, it, hands it's down it's the puns. It's one of the most interesting and original things they've done. Um, and it was it was one of those things where it's it's more nuanced emotionally than some of the other stuff, which is very Moffat to me. Which we will, yeah. Let's let, okay. So let's just jump to that. Davies versus Moffat. I mean, you got the two big showrunners. Well, we talked about this a while ago when mm-hmm. we were on the phone, and I was at the park. Which, by the way, we'll talk about Deborah's weird experiences at the park later. <laughs> Cheryl versus Daryl. All no, right. not quite that bad. Where um, I'm a bigger fan of Moffat just because I think he tends to be a little bit more whimsical, i.e. full of whimsy. I.e. full of whimsy. Um, I, I actually, I'm, I'm in the Moffat camp as well. I love Davies. I, I loved the big... Oh, no, I have no complaints I loved about kind Davies. of the, the big the big stories he had with... When you had absolutely Bad Wolf and the last scene of, of Tenet regenerating... Um, wasn't that the I don't want to go? I don't, yeah. I'm not ready. Oh, I think it's I, I don't want to go or ready. I'm not ready yet. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. And he had spent all that time visiting uh, Mickey and Martha and seeing Rose and um, jumping around and, and the, the old, uh, what is it, the grand, the uh, Donna's grandfather. Yeah. Who I fucking loved. Um, but like I said, that, that last scene is just fucking heartbreaking. It's just him with the, with the regeneration energy shooting at him and he goes, I don't want to go. And I'm like, like my heart just caught in my throat. It's like when you um, get really into watching Buffy and something super emotional happens, and you're like, "Fuck!" And you're just, oh no, it's you're just totally caught up in it, and you're like, "This Xander, shouldn't be upsetting me this much." It's Xander talking. Xander talking down Willow at the end of season is at five. Maybe. Um. When she's going to destroy the world. Yeah. When, dead. Uh, yeah. And evil Willow. And he's talking her down with the, the yellow, yellow crayon. crayon. Oh my god. Heart-wrenching. Um, and you're like, I shouldn't be this upset, but because I identify with these characters... I've empathized, and I've grown up... Not grown up with them, but, you know, kind of grown in I've with grown them. I've grown accustomed to them. Well, I mean, it's one of those... You know, I had a friend who... I, I took a day off of work when a character died on a TV show. What show? I don't want to say. Oh, come on! 
Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay, you shouldn't have admitted that one. I'm sorry. I didn't know Goku was going to come back. Um, and admittedly, the episodes after he died initially were very Gohan and Piccolo heavy. Sorry, stifled But the thing laugh. is that, you know, when you watch something for seasons, for years, you know, you get attached. Yeah. Um... And that was yeah the the Davies writing the 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 parting shot of of David Tennant was, whew, I'm you know, a little you know anxiety sad you know just thinking about it. Um, it makes me itchy for you know what's going to happen with Smith. So on his way out. Um, what do you and think he's going to do after this? Smith. Yeah. He's going to be he's on he's doing uh oh um, the musical version of. Oh, what is it? Like American History X or something. I'm sorry, you can't turn American History X into a musical. Oh, maybe it's just a, a stage production of it. I, I, I could be wrong. Internet, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong on this one. But it, it's a stage production of something like Hollywood but high drama. Like I said, I'm just wondering where him and his 90s hair drapes are going to go next. Well, he, he cut him off. You saw that on the the Peter Capaldi um reveal but it's just you know like i said i wear i was gonna say i watch a lot of top gear and when he was on top gear last year there he is with the 90s hair drapes wearing an acid wash denim jacket awesome oh no he looked good it was just one of those things where i'm like Ugh. he's cute tenet's good looking but smith is cute i think we all know the ladies prefer david tenage i mean tenet no lord oh that's that right because that's see- a real thing is that because you see him in his underwear in Fright Night? I'm not really sure why that nickname has permeated itself. You know, it's I a watched, fairly common nickname. I watched Hesher with a girlfriend, the um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. And my takeaway was like, look at this great slice of life. Like what was drama. her takeaway? You get to see his dick through his undies. And I'm like, fucking really? Girls are just as bad as dudes. Yeah, it's true, I guess. Um, Although I have to tell you, you get to see Michael Fassbender completely bare-assed, full frontal, well, and ass, of course, in shame. And that is the least sexy thing you have ever seen in your entire life, just because that movie is so soul-crushing. It's one of the, it's, uh, it's a Nazi one, isn't it? Or not shame? a Nazi? No. It's, no, what no. is it? Um, it's honestly just kind of one about those, you know, quiet desperation type of things. It's a guy who's a sex addict and can't really seem to get over it. And I was going to say, his sister also has a bunch of problems and shenanigans and yeah. It's leaving Las Vegas of sex addicts. The fact that he's a sex addict is almost kind of a non sequitur. Like I just said, like the quiet desperation of human existence more than anything else. struggling with. Like I said, and there's a part in it when she's talking to him and she's like, we're not bad people, we just come from a bad place. Interesting. And you're just like, oh God. Because, I mean, they're, they're not bad people, that they make bad decisions and horrible things end up happening because of it. And I was going to say, she makes a suicide attempt for, like, the, I don't know how many at time near the end of the movie. And, yeah. Like I said, so you get to see him extremely naked through a lot of that movie, but it's like... Seeing, and then everyone pukes no, like, no, it's like, like seeing Prometheus. Like I said, it's like seeing Jennifer Connelly naked in uh, Requiem for Requiem a Dream. Dream. Worst porno ever. For... <laughs> um, Sorry, back to who? Back to who? So let's okay. So we're 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 already comparing, I guess, in terms of inseam, um, Tenet and Smith. 
let's... Tenet's my doctor, I mean... Tenet's your doctor, okay. You thought... I have a great fondness for Tom Baker. I liked Chris Reckleson when he did the, the, the Who coming back. And Matt Smith has been fantastic. But, I mean, Tenet's my doctor. I'm, I'm still torn between Tenet and Smith. I think I, I, think I always kind of will be. I have to tell you, it was an awesome thing when one of my regulars came into the uh, Avalanche Red Wings game the other day wearing the 12-foot Tom Baker scarf that he had knit himself. Awesome. Uh, yeah. He's like, there's a different rivalry, and it is awesomer than this. And it was just one of those things I'm like, you need to knit me one of those immediately. You're not going to carry around a cro- croquet bat like uh, Troughton? I don't need it. Or a uh, polo club or whatever that is. Mallet. Polo club. Ma- mallet, thank you. Um, you know, one of them horse ball clubs. Um, thank you, white trash. I'm so fucking Now you're going to go on and refer to hummus as fancy bean dip. Um, I love hummus so much. Um, this is a total sidebar. Um, I loved Eccleston. I thought he was a great kind of intro back into the modern who. He was who. a lot more of an intense doctor. He was. He was psychologically intense in terms of coming off of the time war and kind of regaining and, the... And what episode is it where then they're in World War II England and you have the gas masks? That was the first aired episode of the Moffat written... Uh, it's not Invisible Child. It's um, uh, The Lost Child or something like that. I think that, it's called Are Lost. You My Mommy? No, but it's one of those... Ugh. To, to quote TFA, it's one of those, though, so it's like that motherfucker moments. So it's like that motherfucker. Like, you knew it was on. When he's like, yeah, he's yelling at the guy that cracked open the tube. Like I said, so um, it's like that motherfucker. He got into people's faces, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Tenet was... It was a struggling doctor, I think, psychologically, but, but he, mean, he had he had some that, shit. But he was that he was a doctor of action, you know. And I and I had heard people say that before hey, I watched. It's really funny you say doctor of action, and immediately in my head I see it in cartoon script and hear the voice saying action. He's a doctor of action. And he's in the action pose with some he's lines. He's like running, like yeah. Some lines like the speed, away from the him speed, to, yeah. the speed racer, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, oh, that's my speed racer sound. Um, oh, oh, we must race. Oh, oh where's my monkey? Race. We cannot race. Where's the Mach Five? It got towed. Um, I parked in a handicap spot so I could be closer to the hot dog stand. Um, oh no, it's Racer X. Oh no, it's Racer X. I'm secretly his brother, but no one knows this exposition except for me. Ha ha ha. Oh ha ha. Ha ha ha. Anyway. <laughs> We basically just broke down the entirety of Speed Racer right there. Um, no, no, we forgot the love, uh, the romance plot. Uh, I want to be with you, but we cannot be together. Oh, uh-huh, ha uh-huh, uh-huh, oh. I am just your navigator, not your lover. And she goes, oh, and he goes, oh. Um, okay, now we've gotten, the, and then there's Chim Chim. Because um, there's always an animal sidekick. Um, Chimp in a tuxedo. Chim. You realize this means... He was in, no, he was in overalls. Because like, he was a grease monkey. You realize this now means we're going to have to do a variant with Speed Racer and us in a chimp in a tuxedo. The Wachowski brothers, or... I had to tell you, though, frankly... Crap, no, I can't think of her name. What else is she in? Casper. Adam's family. Uh, Christina Ricci. There we go. Christina Ricci was fucking perfect in that with her big eyes. Yeah, but apparently it was a massive piece of shit. Oh, it was a massive piece of shit, but oh, she okay. looked fantastic in it. Um. Oh, ho, ho. 
Oh, uh-huh. sorry. Anyway, um, who? Sorry, so back to who? Uh, Tenet really my doctor. I really I think I really came into it with with Tenet. Uh, I like Smith a lot. Um, um, Smith, you mean the fact that you want to wear a fez all the time. Well, that's mostly because I have a fez. Just always so fez if I don't Can't wear give it. Matt Smith a fez. Matt Smith. Will he'll want ne- to he'll never want to take it off. off. Um, I love the production notes on that, but um, I just I thought that the the second half the the whole seven uh, is it, yeah the seventh season with with Matt Smith was kind of a little uneven and kind of put me off of his doctor the way he would jump from kind of to use your word uh, whimsical back to um, you know kind of tortured was very uneven. Um, uh, specifically the episode where they're on uh, to the rings of Octaton, I believe, or something uh, close akin, and he's like, you know, oh, you eat memories, like, eat all of mine, like, take all of my pain, take all of my, and you're like, where the fuck is this coming from based on the last season where he's like, man, let's just have fucking, let's run around and have fun and blah, 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 and it's like, and then all of a sudden he's like this tortured character on, uh, out of nowhere, it seemed. It seemed very uneven, and it kind of put me off. It, it put me off the eleventh Doctor. We all have our pockets of darkness. I, I just, I, I just thought. Sorry that... to quote Dexter, the Dark Passenger. Oh, I thought you meant Laboratory. That is one That's... rugged brother. He <laughs> shut your mouth. Only talking about Dexter. Um, that's where he's like befriends. Yeah, he grows a beard. Yeah, but he befriends. It's it's not Action Jackson, but it's something like something that. Something along this. Yeah. Um, but it's like a Mister T Action Jackson black dynamite pistache. Um, and then uh, I don't I don't know how well you remember all of this, but they set up um, that you know they're they're traveling through um, the the Doctor's timeline at the end mm-hmm. of the seventh season. And you have Clara and um, Matt Smith come across, awesomely, John Hurt. Uh, for me, Professor Broom from Hellboy and the guy that has the chest burster in both Alien and Spaceballs. Oh no, not again. Oh no, not again. I love that. And it's like, hello, my dolly, hello. And he does like the WB Dancing Frog song. Um, that frog ever have a name? I don't want to get into it. But anyway. Um, I'm sure it was something racist. Uncle Remus the Singing Frog. Um, I was going to say Uncle Tom, but okay. Well, Uncle Remus is the super racist uh, narrator of the Briar Rabbit stuff. You know, like when he gets into a fight with a tar baby. That's not racist. That happened in in fiction. Um, it's like Briar Rabbit versus the tar baby. I can't believe you. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. It's like um, the rarely seen Disney songs of the South. Oh fuck! Yeah. Did you see the one where Donald fights not uh, uh, like Donald joins the Nazis? No. Oh fuck! I'll find it on YouTube later. I mean, I've later. seen some Walt Disney um, Nazi stuff, but um, no, involving Donald Duck, where like he splits in half and one's allied and one's access. It's fucking terrifying. No, I saw one where they were doing a cartoon that was kind of you know making fun and explaining some of the Nazi ideals and why they were stupid. And of course, one of my favorite uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons ever is when he has the gremlin in the plane. Yes. Which is vaguely World War Two, but I mean. Um, so speaking of things popping out of people. Um, so John Hurt comes back. Or, uh, is oh, speaking introduced. of things popping out of people, thanks for being a dick and correcting my spelling via text on shuttered, asshole. Well, the world didn't... Sh- they might have shuttered. 
but I'm pretty sure they shuddered. He's talking about the difference between D's and T's. Yeah. Um, Dick. I, I, and you called me a bitch for doing it. Um, which made, and then I, of course, answered back, moo-hoo-ha-ha-ha. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, John Hurt's there, and he says, you know, <coughs> and you go, who's that? And he goes, that oh, was me, but... Check, we'll check and make sure we're still recording since we had technical difficulties last time. We're fine. <coughs> uh, we just need to run checks on time. <coughs> um, Not a big deal. It's just since we lost half an episode last time. Nope. Everything's fine now. John Hurt, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh yeah, we're doing fantastic. Um, You're fantastic. You're fantastic. Um, <laughs> snide backhand compliment somehow. Um, you know, the backdoor brag. I can't watch American Idol because I have perfect pitch. Now you try. I can't watch American Idol because there's a water bug on the channel changer. <laughs> what? <laughs> 30 Rock, I'm okay. sorry. Um, oh, Jenna versus, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember Jenna, that one. Yeah, like I said, I can't watch American Idol because there's a water bug on, on the, the channel, channel changer. changer. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right, she's teaching uh, Kenneth how to, yeah. Brag. Um, Sorry, I've been listening to Tina Facebook, Bossy Pants, and she talks about that joke being a Donald Glover joke. And the reason she loves it so much is because of the grandma word, channel changer. Channel changer. We will. T- uh, we we got to talk about the whole Kenneth arc on another show. Um, because that'd be a fun what one to get into. What would Appalachian Jesus do? I'm not done with them, Jacob. Um, not yet. This smells like Grandpa's medicine. This is this is hill. This is hill people milk. Um, <laughs> it's the best one was when they get into the drinking contest. Oh, I found my lucky penny. Well, was, I'm not on antibiotics. That was sandwich day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. John Hurt pops up. Uh, he says, you know, this was me making a choice, but not the name of the doctor. And you're like, what the fuck? So I'm left wondering when that when the John Hurt incarnation is. Um, and they've said it happens, I think they've said it happens between um, the 8th and 9th. It's not necessarily incarnation. I think that uh, you had, who was, who was the 8th doctor? I want to say Trump, but I know it's not right. Is it Tom Baker? Sure. But that the eighth doctor kind of grows old, yeah, and then at some point regenerates to become Christopher Eccleston. Um, but you know, just that fact where it says and introducing John Hurt as the doctor, and you're like, what the fuck? You know, when you know, you know, come Christmas, Capaldi's uh, Peter Capaldi's going to be taken over, um, which I'm interested to see uh, what his take on the doctor is. You know what's interesting about that is that. You have that news that everybody is fine with, and then you have, like, the Ben Affleck, Fifty Shades of Grey castings, and everybody's up in fucking arms. Because it's not fucking nerd... Well, now Batman is fucking nerdy as shit, so... Um... But it's one of those things where they did the announcement on the casting, and I'm yeah, like, but Capaldi- oh, okay, yeah, I can do this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, was not, it wasn't one of those... Yeah, but we'll Capaldi's see. got, like... No, but my immediate reaction is, yeah, I can do this. I can get into this. You know? There's always going to be... I'm sure there was a little bit of a murmur when Matt Smith became Doctor, because they were like, he's so fucking young, like... There was a murmur when Matt foppish. Smith became Doctor, but after the first few episodes... Oh, after the 11th hour, which is his, the premiere with him, was... Like I said, people settled into him real quick. Yeah. And especially following freaking David Tennant, for Christ's sake. Who was a lot of people's doctors, because Eccleston was in and out. 
and then you know Tenet had the, the staying power for what, I think three seasons. Well, Uncle was in and out, and right after he left, there was actually talks that Eddie Izzard was going to step in as the new Doctor. Interesting. Which would have been interesting to see, but I don't know how good it would have been. Because the man's an excellent actor, but for the most part, he tends to be very comedic. And Doctor Who just talking like James Mason every five seconds. Now I'm thinking about Eddie Izzard's stand-up specials and him saying there's a monkey in a tree in French. <laughs> Running, jumping, climbing up trees, putting on makeup when you're up there. Um, I'm an executive transvestite. <laughs> Oh, God, Eddie Izzard is so great. I need to go back and watch, like, Full Circle and Dress to Kill. Well, do you have a flag? No flag, no country. (laughs) So the one where he's talking about the Bond villain, he's like, we expect you to die. And he's like, where are you from exactly? I don't know. He keeps mixing accents. No, it's it's like a... Crap. Why can't I do names today? Um, Touch of the Mad Cow? Apparently, Apparently I've gone retarded. Maybe it's because I had an argument with an insurance adjuster last night about Obamacare. I should have known that. Go was a decent late night Obama food. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I should have known not to talk politics when I was drinking, but he was just such an arrogant douche. Oh, you actually talked to an insurance... Okay, I think I meant like on the phone. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Well, lots Don't of start things. coughing, I'll think you have cancer. Lots of um, things, but Well, to start cooking meth. But which one of us would, which one of us would be? Uh, I'd be Jesse. Really? Yeah. You've had therapy. You're good. Okay. That, yeah. No, that's literally the only justification I have for that. So, I'd be better adjusted, therefore I default to Walter White. Yeah. Okay. Stay out of my territory. God fucking a. Anyway, I could go off I'm about Breaking Bad, but I won't. Um. So let's see. We've covered companions, doctors, the finale. I want to kind of, this is kind of a, a general thing where, I, I want to know what you think about it. Is I wrote, Sorry, my I'm notes, my, water bottle. my notes really say, aliens slash time travel are always the monsters, disproves magic, faith, the supernatural. Is this, do you think the writers kind of set out to do that, or is it just that, oh, there's a ghost story, but it's Doctor Who, so there's going to be a science fiction spin on it. I think it's just the product of the series. I don't think they set out to disprove anything. But I mean, you could but write... They also you could, say that magic is just science that hasn't been explained I mean, yet. yeah, you could do, you could do a, a, a senior thesis on them going, okay, this disproves a ghost, which disproves a soul, which disproves faith. I mean, you could, you could extrapolate to that point if you wanted to. As much as I don't believe in a great deal of things, I'm a firm believer in the concept of the soul and of the personal sense of self. Except for cats and hookers. Okay, that's on you. I'm okay with that. I was going to say, I do not believe I'm merely the son of my physiological functions. I have a soul. There is an essence to my being that is just me. Okay. That's basically all I can say on that one. Like I said, as much as I am very science over, I was going to say science over faith, I do believe in the concept of a soul. Okay. I, I just wonder, because it was something that I kind of noticed, and I, I kind of wondered where, if, if that was, maybe not an agenda, I don't think it's an agenda, but I think it, you know, like, the, I think they were trying to do, oh, let's do a ghost story, let's do a western, let's do, you know, I think they were just playing around with Let's with go to the genres. future and have a Britney Spears song be a ballad. Was that an episode? Christopher Ruxin. I was one of the first ones with Rose. 
They go to the last day of Earth. Oh, that's right. And yep. they, yeah, they do they the have, Britney Spears. Yeah, they have Toxic as the traditional Earth ballad. That's right, that's right, that's right. Fucking smart, and they have, smart fucking writing on that. Like I said, and they have the, the last human, which is basically a sheet of skin with a face. Oh, and she's totally like Liz tailored out. Oh, and she comes back later, too. She's so fucking... I, she was a fun character to However, see. However, that leads us into an excellent point about secondary characters. You had a very specific group of secondary characters who are dying to have a fucking spinoff. Oh, we're going there. Okay, yes, absolutely. Yeah, because you told me about this. I was going to go a different way, but... um, Yes, I love when they go to the, Vic, the Victorian era England um, that they have... Uh, I think it's... Uh, I'm going to fuck up the name so bad. Uh, you need to look it up. No, no, I just should have written it down. Um, I think it's Madame uh, Verasta or uh, Vastra. Madame Vastra, I believe. It's the lizard woman from the center of the earth. Yeah. Her, um, her girl Friday slash wife, Jenny, and their, their repentant Satoran uh, Strax as their, like, butler, man-in-waiting, who I fucking love because they're like, we'll need, you know, subtlety. And he goes, well, then I only recommend, like, great axes and plasma grenades for a full frontal assault. And he's like, that's subtle. Like, I, I want a spinoff of them so fucking bad. I think they're fucking great. I told you about this, the line that I loved at the end of the earth, that uh, uh, it's the Great Intelligence episode with the snowman, um, where the, she, I, she answers the door and says, uh, hello, I'm a lizard woman from the, cent- from the dawn of time, and this is my wife Jenny. And he faints, and I was just like, I want to fucking write shit that has that line in it. It's fantastic. But yes, I want, I want them to have a spinoff. I think they're great. Yeah, they made Sarah Jane. <laughs> exactly my point. This? That I know people that watch Doctor Who. I know people that watch Torchwood. I've not met... I'm sure there's six people on the internet on a fucking chat room right now. Talking about Sarah Jane. Talking about the Sarah Jane Adventures. And Disco Dog. And Canine. Um, I'm going to stick with Disco Dog. You know, yeah, I... That, I think that would be a great fucking spinoff. Um, I, I just want more Strax. I, I just love that they have the psychic conference colony. He, he's in the middle of his vacation, which is fighting in Glasgow bars. And uh, shovel? he goes, yeah, and he goes, you're going to have to knock me out. And the guy like winds up for a punch and goes, here, take the shovel. This is going to be a while. Ah, oh, fuck it. I love Strax so much. He's so funny. Um, and the, the whole, like, you know, because they're a clone species, he has no concept of gender. So when Jenny, like, you think Jenny's dead, and he's like, come on, boy! Come back, you know, come on, boy! And you're like... He, he purposely ruins the most poignant scenes in the best way possible, where you're like... Like, you get, like, choked up, you're like, oh my god, Jenny's dying! Oh my god, Strax is talking now! And, you know, like, you completely, like, lose... Like, you get... You lose the, the gravity of the situation, which is hilarious. Um, that takes care of, of two points, actually. But, um, speaking of pop songs, because there was a pop star guest star, I want to go into guest stars. Uh, actually, I want to point out something else very quickly. So there's a church that I drive by every once in a while, and every time I drive by it, all I can think of is Doctor Who and laugh to myself. Guess what this church is called? Uh, I, I give up. Church of the Master. Oof. I don't have the master on my list because I I'm I, I I wonder what you don't want to talk about the Scissor Sisters. It's the theme to to my own show and it comes from a Doctor Who episode. It's yeah. the, I can't decide when the master is triumphant over the tenth Doctor and I 
dancing around. Dancing to that. And I was listening to the song going, yeah, this isn't a bad song. This isn't, you know, this is a lot of fun. And I looked it up and, but yeah, I, I loved The Master. I loved that quiet and then loud psychoses of the drum beat in his head and why can't you hear it? And it's um, the, the heartbeats it's, of, it's of a, a Gallifreyan. It's a episode, I, be, I believe. And it's one of his companions. Her father was taken over by the master at some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first times I started falling in love with the series. Because I was watching it on PBS as a little kid, you know? Oh, that was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just talking about the master was kind of one of the first overarching... Shut your mouth. What? I said just talking about the master. <laughs> just talking about the master. Shut your mouth. Um, I say one of the first big overarching who villains that I got you know exposed to. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't like a creature of the week type. Mm-hmm. Of, he wasn't nope. a Sartorin or a, a Syraxes or anything like that. He was, and I I you know coming into who I, I knew of the master, but I was like I'd never seen that dynamic between the two and really the last two of their kind type of thing. I was gonna say he's the last Time Lord, but he's really kind of not. Well, I mean you know. Superman's the last son of Krypton, but you have Supergirl, Super well, Superboy's a clone. I was gonna say Superboy's a clone, Dad. You have Street. They both watched you have Justice. Comet, they? Comet the Super Cat. No, I'm sorry. Comet was the horse. You streaky. just totally made me spit Red Bull on my shallow grave. I'm sorry. T-shirts. That's I, right. I, I totally just named Jack the Venture Brothers band. I'm sorry. It was uh, a Comet was the cat. Streaky was no. Streaky was the cat. Comet was the super horse. They had a whole pet league. Oh, yeah, that happened. I know, I remember watching shit like that. God bless. Watching. Oh, yeah, WB did a cartoon of it, didn't they? It was the dog. It was nice. Crypto. Yeah, Crypto the Super Dog. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, thanks, 70s. Um, let's have a super horse. Uh, why not? Like Laverne and Shirley, join the army. Thank you, 70s cartoons, for your bullshit. Yeah, really. Um,. But uh, guest stars, you have, and I'm just going to run down the list, and we'll kind of stop here and there. Of course, the most recent one I saw, Warwick Davis. Yay! Warf! Um, just... I see the actor that showed up with forehead acne, and they're like, we can work with this. What the fuck are you talking about? Hang on. Yeah, no, I got you, but why are you bringing it up about... Mel Nagiani. Lord uh-huh. of the Rings versus Star Wars. Uh huh. You know the forehead ridges on Klingons. You know some actor just showed up with forehead acne and they're like. No, no, I, I got the reference, but why is it being brought up? Warwick with... Davis. What does Warwick Davis have to do with Klingons? <sighs> Never mind. Go on. No, no, no. no explain that. I was just that. thinking about Star Trek. But why? Because Warwick Davis. Was on Star Trek. Yeah. Who is he in Star Trek? See, now I can't remember. Now I'm confused. Are you, think, are you thinking he was in Star Wars? No. Because he was. Crap, I am thinking of Star Wars. He damn was, it! He was Wicked the Ewok. Like I said, damn it! That's right, I was like, wait, was he in Star... I mean, he no, could have been, he no. could have been. I'm he sure could have been on Next Generation, I would have known. He probably was at one He probably, point. yeah. Can't imagine. Although now I'm thinking about Gulliver's Travels. Was he in that? Um, the... Was it Jack the, Black one? No, 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 the TV. The Ted Danson one? Yeah. That actually wasn't the bad one. No, it wasn't that bad. But mm-hmm. I remember him... When he was tiny, Warwick Davis was the, the midget in the court and was annoyed that he was smaller. Okay, you can't say midget and get mad at me for saying midget. Why can I get mad at you for saying midget? Off air, like, three months ago. So, like, they're little people. I'm like, they're fucking midgets. 
Can't give horse tranquilizers. Like I said, get ready for a billion emails. <laughs> what could be offensive about the? I'm gonna blow up the Twitterverse by saying midget. I doubt it. Um, can't give horse tranquilizers to a midget. You can't give horse makes, tranquilizers to a midget. Makes him racist. That was coke. That was he was on uh, the midget. The the uh, uh, Jordan Prentice was on. Uh, he was on coke when he started talking about the race racing, war. Yeah, but it was just that if it makes you feel better, what side of the a Vietnam- very powerful horse race. What side of the Vietnamese on? I, I I don't know the black side. Well, then they win because of his strange obsession with Vietnamese and Vietnam makes fucking sense. I love that movie so much. I hate the soundtrack. I know. We um, had this conversation. I fucking love the soundtrack. All right. Of movie. Moving on from Warwick Davis. Moving on from Andrew. Simon Pegg pops up on the first season. Oh, Simon Pegg. He's he's the minion to the weird slug shark ceiling creature. Why wouldn't he be? Of course he's and he's Simon Pegg in it. Like he doesn't even like there's no airs to put on. He's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm Simon Pegg. I'm fucking Simon Pegg. I'm fucking Simon Pegg. I'm sure he said that on Douglas movies. Uh talking about No, he seems wonderfully to be without ego or airs. Oh yeah. Like I said, he just seems to be like, yeah, fuck it, Simon Pegg. Let's go do some shots and have a good time. Absolutely. When I go that go right, okay, great. Here's Nick Frost. Moving on. Yeah, all three of them seem to be wonderfully without ego. I was just watching, I think I was watching something. It was like all three of them. And it was just like, oh, they did, uh, Nerdist put out All-Star Bowling with uh, the Cornetto trilogy. and uh, Blood and ice cream, bitches. Yeah, and it was uh, Pegg, Frost... Edgar Wright and uh, Steve Jones from Sex Pistols. Nice. Yeah, apparently they're the best bowlers in England, comparably to the Doctor Who cast. So I'll just tie that back to Doctor Who, because the 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 Who cast sucked in the funniest way humanly possible. Oh, Jones, he's still got it. Though I did rewatch the Breaking Bad one, and I love that to put Jonah Ray off his bowling game. Uh, Betsy Brandt runs over and ruins the series for him. She whispers in his ear, and they're like, and he's like, oh, and they're like, what happened? He goes, she just ruined it, the whole series for me. What did, how did she do that? She told him how it ends. She knew by then? I don't know, but I don't, I, I don't know if it was the season or not. It's oh, never it was really, probably the season. Not but yeah, okay. he, she just like spoiled it, and it's like, it put him off his game, and he was like, oh. Um, I admit, I get the fucking series ruined for me, and it made me fucking ticked. I don't want to know. I'm not going to tell you shit. I got a friend who goes, he keeps going, like, say my name. And I'm like, I don't know who he says that to. I know that's, like, the line from the entire series is say my name. Well, it's also on the one who knocks. Yeah, but see, I don't know what that means. You'll find out much later. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. is like, I don't want to know who he's talking to. I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion. Like I said, suspicion. I'm not telling you shit. Well, which we'll uh, I'll get into I'm break. excellent at keeping spoilers to myself. Yes, you are. Um, don't make me go Harry Potter on your ass, though. <laughs> Do you not remember when... Uh, Dumbledore died like months before the book came out. Somebody had stolen a page and copied it and put it on the internet. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. The spoiler heard round the world. Yes. Speaking of and Michael Gambon, the new the newer mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Dumbledore was on. I literally says Dumbledore because I can remember his name. It says Dumbledore on my fucking list. Like there are literally it's I have people's names and then like random characters they've played because I was like oh I'm not gonna think of their name quick enough when I was typing this. Um, uh, so yeah, Dumbledore, and he was a jerk for like the first half of that episode. Yeah. It was the Christmas Carol episode. Um, Timothy Dalton. <coughs> was, Timothy Dalton. 
president of the Time Lords. I'm always going to remember you from Flash Gordon. Wearing, oh. wearing the Robin Hood outfit. I'm always going to remember you uh, being the uh, Nazi from Rocketeer. Um, I like I'm that. a slasher. What? Of prices. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, yeah Hot yeah, Fuzz. And Hot Fuzz, when he plays the murderer slash grocery store owner. One of the murderers. I see you found my unfortunate nickname, Sissy. Cousin Sissy can go fuck himself. Um, uh, then, I think relatively... Sorry. Uh, relatively unknown Andrew Garfield. Yeah, you were talking about that fucking and he's, Spider-Man's on Doctor Spider-Man's Who. Spider-Man's on Doctor Who. Uh, with an American accent. So it was like, that kind of what threw me off because I was like, no, I thought he was British. Um, he was, I think he's like half British. He's some kind of hybrid. Um... Uh, let's let's talk to the Buffy kids. Uh, Anthony Head was on it as a headmaster. God, I love Anthony Head. Um, I'm gonna have to watch Repo Man again sometime soon. Oh I'm God, sorry, Repo, yeah. the genetic opera. Oh Repo okay. Man. Well, you should watch Repo Man anyway. It's fucking awesome. That is pretty fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Let's see. We did Dumbledore. Uh, literally, I'm naming them off as Dumbledore. I've written them. After Dumbledore, Magneto. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen was the voice of the intelligent snow. By the way, I like that you say Magneto, not Gandalf. No, because I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. Um, you shall not pass! Multipass. <laughs> Love that meme. Um, going on like little side doctor notes, uh, the governor, uh, David Morrissey, mm-hmm. uh, the governor from Walking Dead, played uh, a character who was like, what was it, he was imprinted. With some of the memories of uh, the Doctor um, from the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Um, control Alt. Control Alt Cybermen. I almost wore that today. Um, no, you just decided to wear your other Doctor. No, yeah, shirt. I wore my Weeping Angel shirt. Uh, I I was gonna. I had to wear a Who shirt. I have to tell you though, the police box one that you got me that I love. Uh oh. You would not believe how much attention that gets me, and how much people see it as an invitation to stare at my rack. You're welcome. Oh, it wasn't a complaint. So it was merely an observation. Well, you know, next week, unfortunately, when we have our guest, it's going to be the closest one to Halloween, so we're going to have to take pictures of the Halloween costumes. I don't have a Halloween costume yet. You're, no, you're going to wear your TARDIS dress. It's a tunic, but okay. You're going to wear your TARDIS smock. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> It's a word I haven't used since fourth grade art class, but uh, smock. Oh, I'm gonna put it on a long sleeve button-up t-shirt, ba- I mean, button-up shirt backwards. Yeah. Like Do you not snuggie. remember them doing that to you in kindergarten? Doing what? You had the long sleeve men's button-up you would put on backwards for a painting smock. Yeah, or if you were like, yeah, playing clay or something. Yeah. Oh God, that's a fucking memory. Um, Doug, you're they were always plaid. Like they were like, always plaid. Really? No, mine weren't. Mine were. They were always fucking plaid. I was going to say, you realize your daughter's going to be doing shit like that before you know it, so the word smock is going to become part of your vocabulary on a fairly Did you wear basis. a smock, honey? And she'll go, shut up, Dad. Um, which I'm pretty sure she says now. Um, I imagine her going all Incredible Hulk on something. I'm sorry, what does she call it? Big Green Monster? Big Green Monster. Yeah, she doesn't say Hulk. She says Big no, Green Monster. It's always... She says Captain America, Iron Man, she knows all that, but it's always... Big, Big Green, Green Monster, Monster is is the Hulk. And I've even driving like the Hulk and she goes, Yeah, Big Green Monster. I'm like, okay. I'm okay with that. Um as long as she knows who he is, I don't care. Uh Bill Bailey. Uh if you want to jump from the connection with Simon Pegg, Bill Bailey from he was in Hot Fuzz. He was the uh the 
one of the twin or the twins behind the glass. Nobody um, tells me nothing. Uh, but he was in uh, he was in Spaced. He was Bilbo in Spaced. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays like some kind of weird space marine in Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, in, here's in the, the thing. Anytime you say space marine, I'm immediately going to go aliens. Well, yeah, it's where I it's where I ganked it from. Nuke it from space. Never no, nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. It's the only way to be sure. Don't worry, I'll be doing this till I'm fucking dead. Sigourney Weaver. Great, I mean, I love her to death. But it was one of those where she was like, I really gotta do another alien? How much money? Okay. Um, like I said, back the money truck out up to your house. Yeah, really, especially with Resurrection. Well, she wanted to do Resurrection because it was like a, a, more, a more empowered Ripley because she had like the queen DNA and she was like becoming part alien and empathic to the xenomorphs, so... Yes, but every time Winona Ryder says that her modem got knocked out, I get angry at that movie. She's on CompuServe. Um. <laughs> you're, seeing the, you're seeing the CD discs in your head, aren't you? Yeah. It's not quite as bad as Adam and the Floppy Drive, but it's still pretty hilarious. Oh, so I was talking about that uh, a while oh, ago, too. Um, what else do you have left? Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, I know. Okay, so. I have a couple other things to add that are uh, Bill Nye is. Uh, the science guy? No, that's Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Um, yes, I know who Bill Nye is. Was on, I believe, he was on the Vincent Van Gogh episode. He was the. Um, Vincent Van Gogh, fuck yourself. yourself. Back to Archer. Um, so I mean, just uh, fun- speaking of new promo for Archer, fucking awesome. Yeah, the Top Gun promo's rad. Um, let's see, we're gonna. Uh, I'm- just so you know, Doug, um, Kenny Watson's called. He left the- you an invitation to the danger zone. Danger zone. Um. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut off a few of the things. A few of the things I'm gonna cut out are. Uh, arguing about the consistency of the Cybermen being from an alternative Earth, or are they aliens like they were in the original serials? Don't really know. Um, what the fuck with River Song? I'm still not completely happy with how they kind of stitched up her. Oh, um, she's, she's, she's busy being Laurel's mom on Arrow now. That was like three episodes. That was a joke. Um, that was a joke. Speaking of American cities, the joke that they locked away NYC... Um, I, I, I like that I'm sure that was a meeting between them and the BBC going... Yeah, we can't really afford to send you to New York every, you know, season or whatever. And they went, okay, well, we'll just time lock NYC in the 30s. Um, it's one of those things, though, where you have to wonder about when they say it wasn't in the budget. And then you think about their budget has to, has to be fucking enormous. I wouldn't say enormous. Probably better than... Well, I mean, you look at the original Doctor Who's. Yeah, healthy. It has to be very healthy. Absolutely. But it's like, and you've got a Neil Gaiman written episode. Two. Like no, but I'm, he's talking about one of the. But episodes they had to cut a lot. Where yeah, because it wasn't in the budget. And the swimming like, pool, the the certain aspects a lot of, the, of the showing a bunch of the Tardises was too expensive. The Tardis graveyard. Like I said it was too expensive. Which would have so been just, fucking amazing. I kind of like how they played it though, where it's just the garbage, but it's actually. And he's the and they and they have the line of dialogue that say no, it's a series of broken chameleon circuits. By the way, Ezra will kill me if I don't bring this up. Why do they still have the TARDIS's brakes on if they know that's what's causing the sound now? I fucking said that to you. High five. That yeah, and it's and that's once Why he goes the back. Why brakes still on? Because he goes, I well, he does have that one line where he goes, I like that sound. 
But like, yeah, why would you keep driving the parking brake on? Other than I love that the TARDIS has a parking brake. Well, I also just love that they had that throwaway joke in there to explain something that they've sound been doing the entire, for fucking fifty yeah. years, and they're going, "Oh, it's Ooh, a parking, parking brake." On. Goddamn British people are fucking smart. Um, What's in my pockets? What? Oh, it's um, the line that Guyman does in Nazi um, uh, Boys, and he's like, um, I'm, I'm afraid of nothing. nothing. Oh, I have a pocket, pocket full of nothing. nothing. Oh, yeah. well, then I'll take you that's where you just, need to go. That's like basic example of British humor. Oh, fuck. I mean, yeah, that was one of my favorite lines. It's Is it a Nancy Boys? Yeah, it's a Nancy Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, he's, he's trying to get the feather back. He's trying to, well, he's, isn't he trying to get the feather back and save Spider? One of the two, I think. Um, I think at that point, like, lion or tiger or whatever. Tiger. Oh, my. Um, oh, my. All the stories are um, spider versus tiger. Yeah. Um, Real quick, because we're talking about the Neil Gaiman stuff, and I know that you have an opinion on this. It's fun. The TARDIS as a character. You know the TARDIS is my favorite character. Hence why both of the Doctor Who shirts I have are TARDIS-themed. Well... All that, and I've always been fascinated by the TARDIS, and it's one of those things where... Also, one of them didn't fit me. I mean, let's ignore the practice. Is still a girl's large. Yeah, yeah. I know. And as much as my you arms are, are great, like I said, as much as you are slimming down, a girl's yeah. large is still a girl's large. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, like, the TARDIS is my favorite character, and I've, I've always been fascinated by the TARDIS. You know, ever since you know, I was little. Something that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Hold on, did you love the line that they had where the guy goes in and goes out and goes, "It's smaller on the outside," and the doctor's like, ah, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Because I haven't heard that one before. But it's really funny because that was my first thing that I thought when I was reading House of Leaves was, oh, like a TARDIS, except evil. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just that when you have uh, in, in the uh, in the gaming one, the wife of the, uh, the doctor's wife, where you have Idris say, like, you didn't steal me. I stole you. And you're like, well, I just broke my brain a little. Oh, you just blew my mind. You know, and then you have, what is oh, it? Oh, I just kicked the whiteboard. Kick to the curb. Um, talk to the hand. And other things they said in 1997. Um, Check, please. It's grody to the max. Ah, it's 87. I'm out 5,000. Out like a boner in sweatpants. Um, oh, I've always hated that phrase just because it makes me think about the kind of people who wear sweatpants, and then I get grossed out again thinking right. about boners. Um, boner. <laughs> And you have Clara going back in time and to that first Doctor, and they kind of put her in like Marlon Brando, Superman Turn style. And, you know, they were like, oh, take this one. It's, it'll be a more fun ride. And it's like, but then that's a kind of a deuce, you know, do sex machine because you're like, well, wait, if the TARDIS, if Clara pointed the Doctor towards that TARDIS, and how did the TARDIS still, the, the ah, nerd freak out, you know? But it's one of those things that were always loved the fact that one of the things people like about the series, the Doctor's Regenerations, was simply because. BBC's like, well, you want more money? Fuck, Fuck you. We're recasting. Or they're dead. Yeah. Um, you know, or they want to move on. Like I said, you want more money? Fuck you. Yeah, because really, like, you can't have a show like Friends without any of the friends, and they end up getting, what was it, a million dollars an episode or some crazy shit. Um, BBC's not like that. No. No, it's not. Um, and it's, I'm sure it's a very fun job, but you, you know kind of in the back of your brain where you're like, I fuck up. They probably won't hesitate to. It's one of those things where I think about me. the BBC. I think about an episode where Jeremy Clarkson is driving like one of the really small one-person cars that you can get anywhere, 
and you see a clip of him driving back behind one of the BBC newscasts' actual tapings, and you see him driving past in the background. That's what I like to think working at the BBC is like. Driving past news? Just fucking around and not really getting punished for it. Probably for some shows. No, but I mean, you take your job very seriously, but... But you have fun doing it. Excuse me, I need to go drive this Bogati Veyron. It goes zero to a hundred in three seconds. It's a good gig if you can get it. Well, you know. First I have to be a British gentleman of a certain age and have a drinking problem. Crap. So, most English gentlemen. Um, <laughs> England, the only country where the word glass is a verb. Um... Speaking of Englishmen... Irish, I was going to say Ireland, where you'll never be told you have a problem. Nope. The uh, answer is not you're drinking too much. The answer is you're not drinking enough. enough. Uh, and speaking of people, uh, not necessarily from Britain, but from outside of Britain, uh, we're going to wrap up on, on this, because I know you have a lot of fun with uh, John Barrowman, but Jack Harkness, God, I love John who's Barrowman not coming so back much. for the fifth anniversary. It's just He was like, scheduled timing, I'd love to come back. Invite me when Capaldi's taken over. He's like, just let me get a, you know, get the time. I'd love to come He's back. He's just so fun. I really wanted He's to see him. He's an excellent actor. He's I wanted to see him play off of Smith like said, so bad. He's an excellent actor. He's unbelievably good looking. I like the fact that Captain Jack Harkness is just very asexual. It's not that he... It's not asexual, it's pansexual. Well, you know what I mean. If it's a tree, he'd totally fuck it. That's what I'm saying. He's pansexual. Like I said, men, women... Alien. Whatever. Girlfriend could have been a burn victim, an amputee, or a dead body. But like I said, I love John Berryman, though. He's just oh, so Oh, Pantera fun. reference. Like That's said, a weird one. He's just so fun and open and has such a sense of humor about himself. And he, and did, he obviously and, takes his work seriously, but he doesn't take himself seriously. Absolutely. And you saw and that... That's a fine line. And you saw that in Jack Harkness as well. Mm-hmm. Just that the, the, the David Tennant last moments where he visits Harkness... And he slides him the note, and it says his name's Alonzo. And it's Alonzo from the Kelly Minogue episode. And I was like, oh, that's a neat callback. But it was just like... You know what I would love to see? I would love to see Whedon do something with... I was going to... Oh, crap, now I'm losing names. God damn it. What else is he in? I've gone retarded. You never go full retard. Um, Firefly... Last season of Buffy's Preacher. Fillion? Yes, there we go. I lost You want to see Whedon do something with Philly? I want to see Whedon do something with Philly and with John Berryman, because I think the Ooh. two playing off each other would be hilarious! Ooh. Yeah, can, can you see them, like, doing dueling villains or dueling superheroes? I'm willing to say Fillion is the only American I think I'd like to see as a doctor. You'd be a really fucking good doctor. Yeah, like, I'd love to see John Berryman and Nathan Fillion Just do, like, do something? So, any, I have a just conversation, like I said. Because I could, I could just see them having so much humor and playing off each other and getting along like a house on fire. You know what I mean? Getting along like a house on fire you is like not that? a saying. Yes, it is. They get now. On, they get on like a house on fire. It's it's a thing. It's, it's a thing you... I'm going to have to lemon law you, Doug. They get along like a house on fire. It's a, it's a real... See, now I'm going to have to Google it. We'll, we'll Google it off air. The entomology on that one. Mm. Um, social contract asshole. I guess we'll just jump into that with no segue whatsoever. Sorry, I'm returning a co- uh, text message from a co-worker. 
She's trying to get out of work, but it's not happening. Is that what you told them? No, she said she didn't feel good, and she asked if we have a game tonight, which she do, which we do. So she's not fucking getting out of work. Nice. Get your ass. I was to say, get your shit together and get your ass to work because the Avalanche are playing. Are they in the series with? Uh, the, are they still in the series with the Red Wings? No, and that was a fucking soul crushing game because uh, they were doing really well and totally fucking lost it in the third period and lost two to four. Sure. And, and I made many Jello shots. Oh, that's right, because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you know about sports because it's on a TV at your bar, and then I know about sports because I, I, I have to know, listen to like it said, once I know a week. about sports because I need to know when the games are, so I have an idea of what I need. Yeah, to that's do. not knowing about sports. I mean. Well, yeah, I understand the icing rule. Only cake. <laughs> well, I understand. Why was that not on the dugout? Um, <laughs> Note to self. Note to self: Bring up cake more often. Um, I'm shooting the gap. Crap! Now I want cake. Cake. There, there's your BBC callback from talk Little more, Britain. Like I said, talk more about cake and less about Flojo. Oh my god! It's <laughs> a great sentence. <laughs> things you never like. Things you wish you got to say in context. Talk more about cake and less about Flojo. Should we text the boys immediately? I'll I'll text them later. I, I gotta give them notes. Um, That's Deborah's note. More more cake, less Flojo. Deb. No, that's um, not my real note. My real note will be something slightly different. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, that's they don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> uh, that's okay, I don't listen to them. Yeah, I know. I don't either. If I didn't, yeah. Moving on. Um, if I didn't have to record it, I wouldn't listen to it. Um, uh, we should probably wrap up, shouldn't we? Well, do you just want to wrap up as it's, you know, Fun Who episode? Uh, no, I want to wrap up with mistakes I made this week. Ah, uh, yes! We started watching something last week after we had a recording mishap. Yep. That I deeply regret. Because you finished, did you finish it? I watched it a couple times, actually, because it didn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you now? No! Is it because they cut out the subplot involving werewolves? No, no. Or, I'm sorry, Wendigos? Well, I, am, I know what a Wendigo is. I so mean, do that's I. A pretty, I read Marvel comics. Like I said, that's a pretty well-known myth. Uh, but, no, it's just... Cannibal Bigfoot? It's just really lazy not. more than anything else. And the editing on it was fucking terrible. I don't know who thought that was a good series of events for and pacing. And if, ha- if you haven't put it together, we're talking, talking about, about the Lone Ranger. Ranger. That... Is the most racist accent I have ever fucking heard. Fucking a right it is. You and I are sitting there watching it, both like mouth half this is, open. This is what what is the equivalent of brown, of blackface? Red face? I don't want to sound racist, but I think you're allowed to say red face. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fucking it's it's up there with like how the Indians talked in F Troop for God's sake. Uh, My name come up. Yeah, he says that exactly. Like yeah, but that's that. an actual sentence. It's when he's like, Bird "No, angry. we go." Yeah, like we go get trained now. Right horse onto it. Big payday. Like I said, that is some racist fucking shit. The movie's just a fucking to our excuse for Johnny Depp to wear a dead bird hat. Wear a lot of face paint. That was another bitch I had about that, is that he has stubble throughout most of that. American Indians, in general, do not have facial hair. They just don't. Is that one of those racist facts? No, it's it's a genetic thing. They just don't have a lot of facial hair. You know, I can't think of a Native American with a beard off the I, top of my head. It's not racist, it's genetic. They just, in general, don't grow facial hair. Okay. 
Like I said, so he had stubble throughout most of that movie. I'm like, this is bullshit. That really, that's your takeaway? Honey, if I had to say all the things that were wrong with that movie, we'd be here for another hour. Here's my review of it. And I told someone, I said, I only saw half of it. And the words, goddamn-diculous, got uttered more than ten times. It was like Star Wars prequels racist. Ooh, that first one's really fucking racist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so Chinese in that. And no one's to admit it. Uh, you and I had this conversation when they came out in 3D, remember? No. Yeah. Didn't you go see it in 3D with Herb? Yeah. Exactly. You and I had a conversation. And that, yeah, that, like, it reinforced it, because I was like, I kind of, like, I, I don't remember it being, have them having those accents, and then when I went to go re-see it, I had it in my head to be like, pay attention to the accents, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, I feel bad for having not ordered sweet and sour chicken all of a sudden. And then, yeah, the Gungans being obviously ghetto African-American jive-speaking, oh my god. That is just some racist shit. Lone Ranger was that bad. It was, I, I said this to you while we were watching, I said it's is, ju- it was part. just as bad, it was just as bad as Fisher Stevens playing the, the Indian American in um, uh, uh, um, Short Circuit. Oh god, that was ju- so bad. It was like, oh hello, welcome to the country. I am Fisher Stevens. I bang uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and make robot. And you're like, and it sounds like a fucking like the stereotypical like uh, uh, tech support. He's like, I just got Sanjay on tech support. Yeah, like it's fucking. It was bad. Yeah, it's and it's just a shit movie. I mean, they cut out an entire subplot about Wendigos. Werewolves. Is it where? Is it werewolves? Well, Wendigos are. Yeah, or whatever, man beast. Skin changers, but anyway, yeah. it's, it's not, not important. But the fact that they, like, you're like, wait, they cut out a subplot about that? Like, which wouldn't have made it make any more sense. The reveal on fucking Helen Bonham Carter being a ballet dancer and he ate her leg. Oh. It was just that. It was Way it, to be heavy handed. Yeah, it was just that slow pan to the ballet dancer picture, and you're like, like I said, way to be heavy-handed. And the thing is, like, that's not the big reveal that he ate her leg. You just know she's mad at him, or she hates him, and she was a ballerina. Like, yeah, any anyone over the age of four can put it together. I actually do have one good thing to say about that movie. I finished the watching credits? it. The credits? No. I finished walking, watching it. The little kid in the movie, the one who plays his brother's son. Okay. Actually a fairly talented little actor. Yeah. There's a part near the end where he's kind of having a breakdown and finding out that his dad is actually dead. No, very talented actor. You don't find that? He doesn't find that out till the end? Um, it's, yeah, near the last train battle. By the way... Train battle? <laughs> Lone Ranger riding fucking silver on top of the freaking train? Are you fucking kidding me? I just put it together that the spirit horse is silver. Oh, no, he makes The minute it. you said that, I was like, well, where was Silver in that? Oh, fuck, it's the spirit horse. They actually make the joke about that at the end, which is one of the only jokes that makes it really good in the movie, where he finally does the jump and the hat and the hand and saying, Heidio Silver. And then Johnny Depp looks at him and says, don't ever do that again. It was one of the few good jokes in the movie. Does he ham it up? Like, does oh, he, he totally ham up does. the hi-ho silver? Heidio Silver! Go away! Like I said, he does that, and then it pants to Johnny Depp. Don't ever do that again! 
Well, he probably said it more racially than that. Yes, he did. Don't do that again, white man. No, no, he didn't do it that bad. But yeah. What do you mean, we, Kimosabe? I think the worst part is, is that later on they actually do run into a band of Comanche, supposedly. <laughs> and they have an authentic, uh, I was going to say Native American actor playing one of the Comanche chiefs. Is he the guy he doesn't that cried talk, in the commercial? Like I said, he doesn't talk like a douchebag. Is he the one that cried with the litter? Do yourself a favor. Don't turn around. No, no, the Simpsons joke. Oh, I was like, is there a cat behind me? No, no. Truck was asleep in his box. Yeah, yeah, do yourself a favor. Don't turn around. Weirdly enough, that guy was not Native American. He was Italian. Jesus. So, yes. Was probably Lone black. Ranger. Like I said, Lone Ranger. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, word of mouth alone, I... I yeah, I'm glad we didn't I pay have, for it. I have one thing to say on that. It is not Green Hornet or Southland Tales bad. That's about but all I can probably, say. But it's probably in the top ten if we were going to... Oh, it's fucking terrible. But like I said, the kid they have in that, good little actor. I'd be interested to see what else well, he does after this. I hope that this let's totally hope, doesn't... Let's hope this doesn't stall his career. Because, I mean, he looks really young, but I have no idea how young he actually is. So. All right. Uh, social contract, you, asshole. Oh, we're going. Oh, we're, oh, I thought we were going to end on Lone Ranger. We don't want a social contract. It's kind of a who heavy episode. Let's just leave it. Okay, fine. We'll do uh, social contract next week. Who out? We, who out? <laughs> when we actually do, when we actually have a um, a kind of a a, a more structured episode. So. Uh, I'm teasing next week's episode. We're having a guest. We're having a guest. Lord of the Rings may be defended, um, or offended, depending. By the way, I like that one of our highest rated episodes on iTunes is your rant about how much you hate Lord of the Rings. Yep, and the Southland Tales one. <sighs> Pretty much, if I hate a movie, that just, it, it just breeds listenership. So, from all of us... I'm just us, thinking oh. maybe later on you'll have a blog where we review movies called Doug Hates Things. Doug Hates Movies? Duh. Yeah, Doug Hates Movies. Dylan, play with your screwdriver and we'll get done. Not a euphemism. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Hello. We have some questions for you if you'd like to answer them. That would be acceptable. Chuck from Burbank asks, Who would win in a fight, you or Predator? Despite the advantages of guerrilla warfare tactics, Daleks would always succeed in exterminating. The only thing Predators are better at doing than Daleks is dying. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!